The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Well, it is playtime here. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power. It's Star Style, Be the Star You Are. With me, Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are so happy to be your personal growth success coaches with you every week here on the airwaves. Our goal is to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations and to present positive books that get you talking around the dinner table. We are about heart and soul, and we're designed to inspire and motivate you to greatness. We know you have a plan for your life and that you've set goals, and we want to get you there. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you for writing, speaking, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit Star Style Productions to book your session, because you can be the star you are. And the miracle moment is from the movie Field of Dreams. When the primal forces of nature tell you to do something, the prudent thing is not to quibble over the details. Just do it. (laughs) Well, we really have a fun show for you today. Since June is the most popular month for weddings, and our very own Health Matters reporter and co-host Heather Brittany is in the process of planning her fall wedding, She's going to give us some tips on how to plan a wonderful wedding day without too much stress. And also, playing on the lawn is a big part of summer fun with croquet, turning somersaults, or just running through the sprinklers. But what options do you have if you have an old, tired, dead lawn, or worse yet, if you don't have any at all? As a garden gardener, a goddess gardener for the Lumberinda Weekly newspaper, I'm going to share a secret plant that is filled with stars. And in our last segment, you're going to meet restaurateur, celebrity chef, and author Peter Burley, who will share delicious, seasonal, fresh food, fast meals to make in under an hour. So sit back, grab that glass of iced tea or lemonade, because the hour of power is now plain. (laughs) Well, (laughs) a few months ago, you may have watched Yahoo's Ultimate Surprises with a program called Proposal to the Rescue, starring our very own Heather Brittany. 
as her firefighter fiance surprised her with a marriage proposal after scaling a balcony on a fire ladder, dropping from the bucket to his knees in a very emotional and happy scene straight out of Hollywood scripts, except for this was real life and there was no script. So for the past several months, Heather has been busily planning her big day. And since June is the wedding month, she thought she'd offer some tips for what can possibly be a stress-free planning so that the beautiful brides don't turn into bridezillas. <laughs> so, Heather, it's been a whirlwind of to-dos before you say I do. Where does someone begin the process? Yeah, well, I must say I am no expert on this, and there's definitely a great team, including yourself, of helpful people pointing me in the right direction for this. But just to kind of give out you know, what I've, what I've learned during this process and you know, it's funny, so many friends have given me their tips and, you know, things they wish they would have changed or, you know, wouldn't have stressed out about. And I'm trying to make this a pretty stress-free situation, but, of course, things do arise up. So I just want to kind of give out, you know, kind of uh, some maybe budget-saving tips for you guys as well as kind of to make your 12-month planning list. So kind of what I would say is, you know, a lot of times once you get engaged, Sometimes people push off their the wedding for a, more than a year. Typically, most weddings fall um, anywhere from 11 to 14 months after the proposal. Some people do it, you know, do it much later or do it uh, quicker depending on their schedules. But if you have about a year, which is a great time, it's crazy to think that for a one-day event that you would need a full year of planning. But like you but said... But we know that it really takes a year, don't we? Yeah, and something to consider, too, what you might not think. Um, there's never too early. Once you can get it, start planning things immediately. Because um, as you said, you know, June is the number one wedding time. Well, also, around February is one of the number one engagement times, February and New Year's. So what happens, though, you might have a lot of people, um, you know, of course, get married on the, uh, the weekend. So think of also of all those people now you have to be competing with. So a lot of times, places, you have to book sites uh, a year or more in advance. So kind of, you know, in the beginning, have your idea. So my first, my kind of 12-month planning thing, um, right after, first, make your guest list. And, you know, each something that's really good is to have your both you and your fiancé um, make a list. Contact your parents, um, people that, you know, they feel needs to be invited. And then go through and really, you know, kind of uh, take away people, maybe make second list, uh, depending on that. You know, if you're trying to keep it at a smaller number, make a list that if, uh, if you end up getting less people than expected, that you can contact that second list. But make sure, you know, too, that when you make this list, you both agree on it, and because that's always a fight thing when it comes to family. Agree on it. And then also that kind of being, too, with something to remember is when there's a lot of people, or depending on your people, each person is a, a 10-year wedding is a per-person cost. And weddings on date can be anywhere from 100 up to $500 a person, depending on your venue, depending on your site. Um, so also then you have to have the money conversation because who's going to be paying for it or who's going to be paying for what. Traditionally, it used to be, you know, the bride's family paid for everything. It was almost like they were getting rid of the daughter kind of thing. But now a lot of times some couples are paying for it on their own or their both sides are contributing or you know, one parent is contributing and the kids are contributing too. So have that money talk and decide who is paying for what. And, um, and before you go on, I just have to say I have a really good friend who's from Mexico, and evidently the Mexican tradition is the man's side pays for everything. And oh, this friend right. of mine was like, what? 
what you the the bride's pay why is that the man's supposed to pay and then she, <laughs> and then I, it was really really funny she was like no way oh well we're gonna go back to mexico then when our daughter gets married <laughs> So traditions can tra- traditions go in there. Yeah, and, that, and that's you know again traditions can change. So that's uh, with you know when it used to be you had to invite certain things, you had to do this certain tradition. That's not really um, how it has to be anymore. And something what uh, a great advice my sister in law told me when I was kind of stressing out. Well, you know, I so and so said you know I have to do this, and she said, No, you don't. This is your wedding. You don't have to do things just because other people tell you you have to. And I'm like, you know what? I don't. So you can create your new, you know, your own traditions, or you don't have to honor, you know, old ones that used to be. Start something new. Do what's going to be, because this is going to be your day, and you want to look back and just think, that was exactly how I wanted it. Also, if you're planning on getting a wedding planner, um, this would be the time, too, 12 months out, because, again, they are very very busy people. We decided not to, and I think it's awesome. I think we really found great things that we didn't need one. But some people will or it might just be better for you. It all really depends on your venue and what's set up there. Next thing I would say about 10 minutes um, out from the wedding, settle on your officiant. Also, go dress shopping, kind of look around, see what's out there. You don't um, you don't want to wait until the last minute because a lot of times there's going to have to be alterations. And alterations, you know, you may dro- drop it off in July, and they may not have it ready for you until September. So you want to get that stuff taken care of far in advance. Also, select your um, bridal party. Again, everyone else has a different schedule. You need to let them in on this. I will also say about eight months before, um, oh, sorry, let me go back, uh, 10 months before or 11 months before, start looking at your venues. It's the most important thing. Um, go do walkthroughs, see what's out there, and kind of discuss with your fiancé what, you know, what you're looking for. Um, you know, do you want a garden wedding? Do you want an ocean wedding? And, again, looking at that budget. Um, the big thing, too, is a lot of places have stuff included or not included, and that kind of brings me to some of my budgeting tips. When you're um, looking at different vendors, um, compare what is offered and what isn't. One thing may, you know, you might hire one caterer, and it may seem that it's going to be, I don't know, $1,000 cheaper, but then it turns out that they don't include the linens or they don't include the tableware, so, so you'd have to go to another venue to get that. Kind of do side-by-side comparisons to see what's available. Also, some venues include everything altogether. We're really fortunate that we have a, where we're getting married, it's a great venue that they kind of really simplify it for you, that they gave us a list of, you know, that's the one set price, and then we kind of go through and we were able to select, you know, our caterer and select um, our photographer, and it's all included in this uh, this price there. So it really kind of got out all the busy work and the hassle of calling people. One thing I must say is we did book our uh, venue one year to the date, and it was the only weekend that was last. In October, and it wasn't only the only weekend, it was the only day that was left in the whole month that you wanted to get married. Exactly. And that kind of brings it to um, when see another money-saving thing, speaking of the day. Traditionally, people get married on Saturdays. However, if you get married on a Sunday, you can save thousands of dollars. Um, I know for us, uh, we are definitely saving some money. We're getting married on a Sunday. If you get married in the during the weekdays, that's even more of a savings. But just remember that may be harder for your guests to attend. Um, but the getting married on a Sunday on sort of an off day, venues oftentimes are less expensive because that's not a high day for them. Saturdays are always going to be the most expensive day because they're the most um, the days that are most in demand. 
another way, thing that you can save money um, regarding your venue, public places too. You can do, um, you can go to public parks. A lot of places have gorgeous setups. And also think too when it comes to the decorations. If you get married at a site such as a winery or, you know, a mansion with a beautiful botanical garden, you're not going to need a lot of decorations. The place already has it. So maybe just some candles, maybe a little more flowers, but very little things because there's such a great ambience. That will save you money when you have a great scenery. And then also for your guests, a great thing about having an outdoor situation such as a winery, you know, gardens. You can even do things at aquariums. Not only is there a great kind of site for um site for people to see, but it allows people to kind of walk around and, ro- and have that free space to talk and kind of explore and really get to see your venue. I think it's um, kind of a travesty when people have gorgeous venues, but it's kind of closed off and you don't get to explore it. So I wanted to just add something yeah. in here while you're talking about venues, because I think that people might overlook this. Make sure to find out how many events are happening on the day of your big day, because I do know people who uh, were booked a, a wedding that they were going to be the second wedding of the day, but the first wedding ran over, so they weren't able to get set up. They weren't, you know, they weren't able to start on time, and then it cut into their time. So, if at all possible, book a place that you can have the entire day and not have to compete with anybody else. Also, you don't want to have other guests from previous weddings at your wedding because you know they've just decided to stay. Perfect. And, you know, I think that's a great thing. Also, that's uh, something I know when we were looking at wineries, a lot of, um, keep in mind, too, because a lot of people get married at wineries, oftentimes wineries will not let you start until about 5 or 6 at night because they keep the winery open during the day. Or what can happen is they'll have, your wedding can be going on, but the winery will still be open. So then you kind of have looky-loose, people looking in on your wedding, which kind of takes away the intimacy of your own venue, of this being a special day. When there's people, oh, you know, even if they're making wonderful, possible comments, they're not invited to your wedding, and it's kind of awkward when people are just observing your wedding. Um, I think that's- And something else I wanted to throw in just while you're talking about that is if you're going to serve an alcoholic beverage like champagne, one of the things that we found while we were looking at is a lot of places only included a toast. In other words, that one glass when you toast the bride and groom. So you may want to ask if you're allowed to bring in your own uh, wine or champagne. A lot of places don't allow it, but that could be a determining factor of where you want your venue. Again, and that is a really good money-saving thing. One of the most, as we always know, anytime you go out to dinner anywhere, alcohol is always uh, the most expensive thing. That's where restaurants, that's where everyone gets their money is alcohol that you can sell a beer, you know, a, for $7, which would, you know, a 12-pack would cost $7. So that's a great thing. Try to find venues that um, oftentimes will let you bring in your own stuff because you will end up spending thousands and thousands of dollars on alcohol, and especially when it's an open bar. I, I personally kind of think it's tacky when it's a cash bar, when people have to pay for their own drinks at a wedding. I think everything should be paid for, but where people get into trouble is when there is that open bar you know, the limit, a lot of times what will happen when you have these companies is they just try to charge you for whatever is consumed at the end of the night, and so you may not even know what it's going to be. So uh, really that's a good thing to um, keep open mind about. Another thing about getting venues and getting something that you could kind of really create all your, uh, yourself is renting a private house, you know, a mansion, a place on the beach. They may, the owner may charge you for a week's charge of it, but it's 
definitely uh, less expensive than to rent a venue for the day. It may cost you, you know, $1,000 for that one day instead of $20,000 for it. Always try to find you know, what is and what isn't included in that because a lot of times you, know, you may be paying a lot of money just for the venue and it's not going to include all your vendors on it. And something to keep in mind when you're making your budget, think about all the little things. Um, a lot of times I think people just think, um, you know, the venue, you know, the, the food, the cake, they only think of the things for the wedding. But also, you're going to have to think about all the invitations, the stamps for the invitations, the stamps that go inside the, the invitations, the return things, um, you know, thank you cards, post those little things that, that sneak up like that. Um, if you're having shower, you know, the little gifts you're going to give people, um, announcements, tiny little things, and, and also, you know, lotion, bobby pins, there's so many things. I've been keeping little tracks um, of spending, and there's probably already spent, you know, close to $1,500 on these little things that just slowly start adding up. A fun kind of thing that I think is really personalized and can save you money is making your own. At the end of the night, you know, everyone gets a little takeaway, a take-home gift. Um, I'm personally this year. I made it fits in with our wine theme. I made little gifts that everyone's going to go away, and it probably only cost me about a hundred dollars to make everything, and I used it with the materials I already had instead of spending about five hundred dollars for things and then having to pay for shipping. And it's really special when it's to say, you know, I I made this. I made this for everyone. So you kind of go in your resources and something too. I mean, you were great with it. If you have someone crafty in the family, um, I really think it's great to kind of uh, get any of your friends you can that have special skills that maybe as an exchange instead of a gift, they help you. If you have a friend that's a cake, uh, cake decorator, maybe they could do the cake as your gift. Or if you have friends that do hair, makeup, have them, you know, if, ask them, would they be willing to do your hair for the wedding as your gift? Um, also, See, those are such great ideas. And then, you know, also... Uh, you know, one thing that we're doing, I mean, I'm a gardener and I love doing flower arrangements, so I'm going to be doing all the flowers and, and then we're going to have like a little party so that we'll do our bouquets and, and, uh, the, the boutonnieres and corsages. That is saving thousands of dollars, thousands mm-hmm. of dollars by doing it yourself. Completely. And one thing too, again, getting back to the craftiness, you made my veil, which I'm so, t- it's so gorgeous. And the crazy thing, when we were looking at veils, veils are so expensive. And I was just, shocked at how expensive they are. I because know. It's and not, they're and just you just tool. went to Joanne's fabric, got a thing, and it looks gorgeous. It's the exact same material, exact, every, and we probably spent $5 or something. You know, it's and just, it's exactly what you wanted. And it's exactly what, and, and you, with all the material, you were able to make me different veils, you know, for, when I walk in for the party, and and it's so it's gorgeous and it's and it's so special because you made it. So I think it's really kind of a fun thing when people can contribute to your wedding and make it more personalized and have kind of little homey touches with that. And again, well, I love all so of your money. tips, Heather. So we have to wind it up because we're at the end of the segment. But just give the final tips, and then you can give out uh, the websites. Definitely. Um, well, one thing I'd just say, speaking of the websites, uh, I would just say a really great thing to do that simplifies is create a wedding website. A lot of times you can get them for very inexpensive or they'll be included free. You can get sites for that. It's a great way to keep information about everything going on with the wedding and where to stay so your guests won't be bothering you or family members to try to get all the information. So, speaking of other great websites, we want you to go to be the star you are.com as well as be the star you are.org. 
Well, that was a fabulous segment, and I just know it's going to be a wonderful big day. And for all of you people out there who are planning your nuptials, I hope that you'll use some of these tips so that this will be stress-free and happy and won't cost you as much as you might have anticipated because it is your special day. And as the parent of a bride-to-be, I want to reiterate that it is about the bride and groom, and it's not about the parents. So any of you parents out there who are saying, me, 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 no, it's not me, me, me. It's about the bride and the groom. So we really want you to have fun. Also, if you missed seeing a Proposal to the Rescue, you can Google it, Proposal to the Rescue or Yahoo's a proposal to the rescue, and I will also put the link at starstyleradio.com under today's show. So when we get back from break, we're going to be going into the garden, and we're going to be playing a little bit on the grass with a new kind of plant that is filled with stars. You will love it. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Don't go away. The star you Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Joel Goodman, founder of The Humor Project, advises that there are thousands of ways to invite smiles and laughter into the workplace besides just telling jokes. You can hang posters with light-hearted messages in offices and use to- humor as a tool for communication. Make sure your humor is tasteful and appropriate for the environment. Offer rewards to employees for adding more laughter and joy to the organization. Humor is powerful, and it is a way to open doors, minds, and hearts. As Victor Borges said, a smile is the shortest distance between two people. Creativity and humor go hand in hand, and humor adds to your bottom line. So laugh a lot and bring it home. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your power into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information on Star Style Productions, visit StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-STAR. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. 
get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. This show is brought to you under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Be the Star You Are needs your support, and we would love you to make a donation today. You could go to btsya.org or bethestarur.org. We're proud that for the fourth year in a row, Be the Star You Are has been recognized as a top nonprofit and honored with that top nonprofit badge by GuideStar and great nonprofits. And less than 1% of all charities get this award. So we are really thrilled. You'll be empowering women, families, and youth, increasing literacy, and helping to spread positive message programming through our two radio shows. This one here that you're listening to, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and our teen show, Express Yourself Teen Radio. And just to remind everyone that Be The Star You Are, this radio show will be moving to uh, Wednesdays on starting on July 3rd. And we will be airing on the Voice America Network Wednesdays from uh, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Express Yourself Teen Radio is on Voice America Kids, and that airs every Tuesday at noon Pacific. So join us, and we always are having fun. We're always on the playground, and it's always a party. So join our power hours. Well, gardening, as you know, I adore it. I feel healthy and whole when I'm outside. And in fact, I think I could be in the garden from dawn to darkness every day. And on the weekends, I usually am. I know I would never be bored, and my tiredness would be the great kind of tiredness that we get. Now that it's summer, everybody's thinking about being in the outdoors for barbecues, pool parties, and playing on the grass. But what if your lawn is a mess? Or what if you just have gravel or no lawn at all? What can you do? Well, I write two garden columns for the newspaper, blogs, and online. One is called Digging Deep Gardening with Cynthia Bryan. And the other is called Ask Cynthia Bryan, and it's a column where readers write to me with questions. Recently, a reader named Patrick wrote to me about his lawn, and I thought that this was something that everyone everywhere may want to know, and that's why I'm going to share it, this, uh, this, uh, his letter with you and my response to it, because I am not about anything fake. I like everything to be real. 
So Patrick wrote, hello, Cynthia. I'm thinking of replacing my ugly barren lawn with fake turf so that my kids can play. But read that you like isotoma. How quickly does isotoma grow? Can I just buy a bag of it? Can I plant it this late in the season? Will the kids be able to play on it? Thanks so much for all your help. Now, just in case you're wondering, this uh, when he wants to know, this letter just came to me. So it is very, very current. So I wrote back, so happy you emailed me first before f- buying fake turf grass. For nature lovers, fake is a no-go. I mean, I would rather encourage readers to replace lawn with wood chips or with gravel rather than ever going with anything plastic. I just think it's so yucky. Yuck, 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 yuck. So, you know, fake turf might be fine for some ball players, but it's definitely not good for your kids and for your own lawn and your afternoons outside. So with that admonishment, I think everyone will love isotoma. That's spelled I-S-O-T-O-M-A. It's also known as blue star creeper. Of course, I love the word star, and I love the fact that it has these blue stars. Now, my lawn is a couple of decades old, and whenever I have brown uh, patches, what I do instead of sprinkling more uh, lawn seed, I fill it with isotoma. Now, the secret to any lawn or garden, as I've often talked about, is the soil. So if you augment and amend your soil, the isotoma is going to spread quickly. It being native to Australia, New Zealand, the West Indies, and the Society Islands, Isotoma will stay green all year in areas that have those same kind of climates, uh, such as our area of Northern California, which is east uh, um, east of San Francisco, that part of Northern California, not Lake Tahoe area. And it blooms consistently until the frost. It is super durable, and it is a great lawn substitute. Plus, it is really pretty and very easy to care for. Now, a bonus is it has these tiny blue flowers that are star-shaped. Now, I don't know how big your lawn area might be because I can't come and visit all of our listeners around the world, although I would love to. But what I would suggest is that you measure what you're the area that you want for a lawn and then first call a soil company to deliver a few yards of my favorite soil is called Hero Soil because it is a combination of really rich ingredients. It's actually a soil that's good for vegetable gardens because it has aged chicken manure and it has seaweed and mulch and all kinds of minerals and good things in it. But then you want to spread that around your entire area, fill in the bare areas or fill in the whole place with isotoma. Isotoma is not picky about soil, but um, once it's in, I, but I still believe start with a good foundation. It will grow in neutral, alkaline, or acidic soil, and it's always a better idea, though, to start with that good soil. Now, it's this time uh, being June, it's not too late to plant as long as you water more as the temperatures rise. I currently plant isotoma all year round, and it's evergreen throughout all the seasons. It never turns dark or it never turns brown. And your kids will just love the texture and the soft, cushiony feel. It's almost as rugged as grass, although it can take up to a year to get it established. So patience, patience. But once it's established, you know, the kids can do somersaults, kickballs. You can play on it, slip and slide. Do just as a regular as you would on a regular lawn. And it's great in both sun and shade. And here's the best part. It's a no-mow ground cover. Now, that's really something to shout about. So... Many people also like isotoma on um, patios between pavers 
or on paths between stones. And it can also be a border edging if you just like something, you know, in there. It kind of looks like baby tears. For those of you who live in colder climates or cooler climates and you grow baby tears, this looks like baby tears with blue flowers. So it is really beautiful and it is adaptable to numerous situations. Um, although you can find isotoma by seed, I prefer to buy flats and you space each plant, you know, 12 to 18 inches apart for a rapid filler and the spreads about 24 inches per plant. The foliage is a striking, very deep green and it's sprinkled with these glorious light blue stars and being star style, be the star you are show. Of course, we love stars. So eventually my goal is I want to impl- to uh, replace my entire grass lawn with the blue stars of Isotoma. Because I think that is all about being star style. So I hope you enjoy that little tidbit of uh, digging deep gardening with Cynthia. So happy gardening and happy growing to you. And now we're going to go to break. And when we return, Peter Burley is going to cook us some homemade, delicious, vegetarian, seasonal, fresh food fast. Hope you're hungry. Don't go away. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We'll be right back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Be the star you are. You are the star. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you so much for staying with me here on World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk and listen. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I am Cynthia Bryan, and I love to eat. (laughs) I especially adore eating what I grow, and there is always a bounty of fresh, organic fruits, vegetables, and herbs growing in my garden and orchard. As most of you know, from all these 15 years of me being on the air, I grew up on a farm, and my family have always eaten fresh and from the garden, even before it was ever in fad. So 
this is what I do, in fact, only eat what is in season. And then Peter Burley, an award-winning chef, culinary instructor, and a family cook, is going to introduce us today to his newest book, which is fantastic. It's called Fresh Food Fast. And with a question at the very beginning that I loved, he asked, is it too much to ask to serve stylish, sophisticated, home-cooked meals without a fuss? And I'll tell you something, his collection of mouth-watering, seasonal vegetarian menus that can be created in under an hour using the season's best and freshest produce are going to have you chefing it up tonight. So without further ado, let's welcome Peter to Star Style. Hi, Peter. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I am doing so well. And I was in my garden this morning working on my beds and just checking out those tomatoes. They're almost ripe. I'm so excited. So I'm so excited about your newest book, Fresh Food Fast. You have created not just recipes, but you have menus, whole menus that really incorporate heart and mind so that any cook can become, like you say, savvy, sophisticated, and put that fresh, organic, seasonal spin on the table very quickly and beautifully. What inspired you to create these meals? Well, what inspired me is that uh, I wrote this book during a period. Uh, this is actually a reissue of a book. This is now, it's been re-released as a paperback. Um, it originally came out in 2004. So it's been around for a while, and I've gotten, I'm on so many blogs at this point of people that have cooked out of this book. It's really become, um, I don't know, very important to a lot of a lot of people's lives because it's a very practical work um, in that I created the menus while I was working as a restaurant chef and I didn't have a lot of time to cook at home. And my kids were young and, um, you know, they, they grew up eating well and I wanted to put together a collection. I, I, you know, I asked myself the question, I mean, I'm very speedy because I have techniques due to the fact that I, I work as a professional. But for the average person or, or, you know, for the home cook, you know, what are the things that get in the way of, I try to identify what are the things that get in the way of putting food on the table quickly and examine those things and then create menus that use techniques that really speed up the work um, and that are fun. So that was the impetus of the book. You know, it's just really how can I give people a practical way of putting seasonal food on the table quickly? Um, and, and that's, that's the whole point of it. So, um, since I wrote this book, there are now like nine, I was, it was amazing. I was on Amazon and I'd come to look to see if the paperback had been released and it is. And there were like nine other books that now have taken this title since I published this. It's kind of, it's wild. But you know, it's funny it's that really you say that because know. I also went online to check and it, that because it's the buzzwords now, you know that you were an early adapter, as they would say, right, or adopter. Right. But everybody today wants to be fresh. You know, they want to do it fast, and it, they want it to be, you know, in season. I mean, that's what all right. the chefs, at least here in California. But sure. you were a trailblazer sure. on this. Did it come yeah, from well, you raising your own garden? And I, you were saying off the air that you just built these raised beds, these really high ones for your wife. Tell us about your own garden. Well, my garden is uh, it's been a work in progress. Um, I decided that um, I wanted to have control over my microclimate, I want, uh, control of the soil. And, uh, you know, doing some research, I realized that the easiest way to do that is to, create, is to do container gardening. 
Um, and I wanted to have, you know, large containers to garden in. And I started to think about it, and I realized, well, if they're elevated quite high, um, you minimize the problem of pests, you know, of rodents, of bunnies, of, you know, animals getting into your bed, and you minimize uh, the presence of weeds. And it, it's worked out incredibly well. I mean, I almost feel like I'm cheating because, I, you know, I get my seeds in, and then there's, like, nothing to do. All I need to do is do successive planting. So, like, for instance, my, you know, my lettuce beds are now full. I mean, the beds I built are 16 feet long and 4 feet wide. That's the dimension of the beds. And so, you know, I'm doing, like, 16 feet row, 16 foot rows, which is, which is substantial for a home garden. I mean, I'm, you know, for a family of four. You can grow and, so much in oh that. Oh, my God. And- you yeah. know, I mean, and it's I'm, just amazing. And as you said, succession gardening is the way to go. You just, you plant a few seeds every three weeks or so. You'll constantly exactly. have, you know, your arugula and your beets and your carrots and yeah. your lettuces and everything that you need. That and, and transplanting, of course, because when you plant, say, um, you know, kale, uh, you're going to plant a few seeds in each hall and, and they're going to clump together and they're going to grow. And Well, by the time they're about three or four inches, you can then, you can take them out of the soil, gingerly separate them out, and then just transplant them into wider spaces, you know, maybe 8, 10, 12 inches apart. And from growing from seed, I, I mean, you know, from having, say, 12 kale plants, now I have 50 because I simply just separated them and replanted them. And there's just, everything is just going crazy in my garden right now. I mean, I have... I have a, a bed of, of you know, crucifers of, of, of um, uh, sprouting broccoli, of curly cabbages, of broccoli rob and kale, and it's just full. And then I have uh, a bed of lettuces and radishes, uh, you know, and then I have a bed of uh, two kinds of, of um, bush beans. Then I have a bed of fennel with celery, carrots, and onions, like sort of a mirepoix bed. And then I have a bed, bed of uh, two beds of tomatoes and two beds of cucumbers and sweet peas. And it's really not a lot of work because I put in irrigation and there's virtually no weeding. That's what I'm finding. And it's and my third year now. And that is what makes it amazing is that you have an entire supermarket in your backyard. Exactly. And it's fresh and you can just go out there and pick whatever, which gets us back to your your book, Fresh Food right. Fast, the new paperback version of his hardcover version that was a bestseller. So right. do you, when you were working on these uh, recipes and these yeah. menus, I mean, I think these are recipes you've, you know, you know, because you've been a chef, you're also an instructor, and you're the owner yeah. of North Fork Kitchen and Garden, right? Did, right. I teach did, a lot. I teach a lot. That's right. Yes. I was wondering, do you, did you... When you were creating the menus, because what you did is you created 12 menus for every season. So, you know, when you did those originally, did you uh, just go out into your garden and see what was fresh? or No. It was, or did no, you go to farmer's is, markets? How did you do it? Farmer's markets, because I didn't have a garden at that point in time. Um, back in 04, I, didn't have, I did not have a garden yet. Uh, so what I did was, yeah, I would go to farmer's markets, absolutely. And I tried to be somewhat... I didn't, I wasn't focusing on being completely local because, you know, I figured this book is going to be out and there's going to be people living in Florida and California and the Midwest and the Northeast where I'm from. I'm from New York. Um, so, you know, I, I was, I was sensitive to the fact that, 
you know, mangoes are a springtime food, but obviously not in the Northeast. So, you know, or um, any one of an, an avocado. Avocados you can't grow in the Northeast. But they do have seasons anyway. So I did incorporate uh, seasonality, but in a looser fashion so that, I mean, coming from a cosmopolitan area, obviously you can get all of these foods, even though you're living 3,000 miles from where they're grown. But yet they still have a time during the calendar when they're at their best. So I incorporated local, seasonal, but in a loose fashion that's practical. Well, I also like what you did is, for example, if you can't get mangoes, you say that you could substitute peaches or, you know, you oh, could, yeah. or bananas. Uh, and one yeah. of the recipes, I think it was the, the mango. I read all the recipes. The mango, was it mango lime, I think it was. And you said, you know, you could do, if you don't have it, do bananas. So, in other words, you, you give options for people. Well, sure. I mean, the thing about cooking for me is, and I think what's important about it is, is that cooking, cooking is an activity. It's, you know, it's a process. And it's not something fixed in stone. I mean, I've never been someone that had specific, aside from pastry, specific recipes that are set. And I just can't cook that way. I have to, like, walk into my kitchen and immediately improvise with what I have in front of me. So the main thing about this book is that it really offers up techniques. And I'll give you a few examples. One of the major things in, especially for um, less experienced cooks, is that heat is something that can be a little bit, um, the use of heat can be a little scary. So I try to get people comfortable with the fact that to speed up cooking time, you need to raise your heat. So, for instance, the first thing I will do is coming into, come in the kitchen and put on my oven or put on a pot of water to boil or put on my oven at, you know, to 450 or 475 or 500 degrees. I might even heat a pan in that oven while I'm doing some prep. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite ways to make a really fast pasta sauce would be to combine... Uh, some, you know, maybe some fresh tomatoes and some onion and some herbs and some garlic and oil and so forth, a little wine, and just spread that on a very hot sheet pan or roasting pan that you've had in the oven heating up. It's going to immediately start to sizzle, and then you just place that pan in your 500-degree oven, and in 15 minutes you have an incredible sauce because the vegetables are going to burst, give off their juices, the wine's going to reduce, the herbs are going to perfume and, you know, and, and, and flower the dish. And it's going to be because you have so much surface area exposed to a great amount of heat that is not on a direct flame where you can burn something at a high heat, you're going to just get an immediate sauce without the danger of burning. And, and, and the flavor is going to pop because you're going to reduce the juices so quickly. So that's a great way to do something like that. And yeah, and it's such a great tip because so often, if you know, when you're talking about making a great, you know, pasta sauce or a spaghetti sauce, you know, the the way that we did it, the old-fashioned way, I'm Italian, is, I mean, it would cook for, um, you yeah. know, on simmer for hours, sometimes days. <laughs> and sure. I love that, that you offer these really simple ways to get incredible flavor and freshness and um, that you can put it on your table within within minutes. I also, yeah. what I thought was important in your book is how you described what everybody needs to have in their pantry. I think that's important because if you don't have the right equipment and you don't have a few of the essential yeah. ingredients, yeah. you know, yeah. the salts, the peppers, the vinegars, the well, lemons, yeah. you know, those kind yeah, of yeah. things, 
you're not going to be able to cook well. So talk about it's, that too, would you? Well, the thing about cooking is that it's a skill and it's a craft, and it's not something that is come by. You know, you cannot come by it easily. It's, it can become easy, but it takes practice. It's like if I said to you, uh, gee, you know, I think I want to, I think I want to build, I want to build a greenhouse. Well, okay, you want to build a greenhouse. That is not necessarily a difficult thing. However, you need a blueprint. You need a plan. You need certain tools. You know, you need some knowledge. And it's, and, and it's the same thing in cooking. Cooking is a craft and there are foundations to it and there are tools to it and there's design to it. So a good book should give you that. And so what I try to do here, and I think it's, I think it's been done well because I've gotten so much feedback over the years is that I start out with a blueprint. So for each menu, you know, each, if, think of it as a cooking session. Uh, there's a market list. So I start with the fresh produce, and I give you a list of what that's going to be exactly. And then I go to the dairy items, and then I go to the pantry items, and then I go to the equipment that you'll need for it. And then I go to a simple game plan that's in time. So, for instance, a summer menu of a black bean and zucchini quesadilla and then a chilled cucumber soup with mint. Okay, the, the soup is going to be extremely fast because there's no cooking involved. It's a blended soup. It's very simple. It's cucumbers, yogurt, a little mint, a little vinegar, olive oil, and you have a soup. That takes maybe five minutes to make. The quesadilla is a little bit more involved, but that's okay because you've got time. So the game plan would be prepare your soup and chill it while that's chilling. Um... You're going to make a little salsa. If you don't have time to make some salsa, you can use some Starbucks salsa. Um, prepare your quesadillas in that you're going to just bake your tortillas, line them up. Um, you're going to make, you know, a mixture of grated zucchini um, and some canned black beans. Canned beans are a great time saver. You can get organic canned beans. There are no additives. They're well-cooked. They're, they're perfect for things like this. Um, you're going to grate some cheese. You're going to mix it together, and you're going to put them on your tortillas, and you're going to cook them, uh, you know, and in a pan with a little bit of oil, uh, one side, turn them over, and in, you know, eight minutes, you've got 50 years. So this is a really quick menu, but it's really satisfying. Um, so I list the equipment that you need. I list the items that you need from your pantry, your dairy, and your produce, and the same plan. And then I give you a little speed tip, you know. If you have two small skillets, you can use them at the same time. If you have one skillet, okay, it'll take a little bit longer because you know, you have, your quesadilla is going to take twice as long to make because you don't have a second skillet. But that's something to think about when you're equipping your kitchen and over time to develop your equipment so that you can cook speedily and practically. We're so speaking that. with Peter Burley. He is the author of the newly released paperback book, Fresh Food Fast. It's delicious seasonal vegetarian meals in under an hour, and they are wonderful. And what you're saying, Peter, one of my favorite things, I mean, I love the whole game plan that you do, but I love the fact that you give that market list because it's really, I think this is one of the hardest things when people are going by recipes is they have to read the whole recipe and then make up their whole list, you know, and try to figure out, oh, do I have this in the cupboard? Do I have that? What am I going to do? But you just make it so simple. It's just all right there. Well, what it comes down to is context. 
You know, when you read a book of, you can take a book off your shelf of a collection of fabulous recipes, and there are millions of these books, and I love them, and I'm a big, huge cookbook fan. I have tons of books. But unless you're an experienced cook, it's hard to curate from a book. I mean, a book is a collection of recipes. So right there, there's a curation going on. But it's difficult for someone necessarily to, uh, you know, to put together several dishes that will work not only in that they, they taste good together and they make a balanced meal where you feel good and energized from it. But there's the practical issue of, well, how does this all come out at the same time? How do I get it on the table in a relatively short amount of time? So the book is designed so that recipes are given a context. And the context is then given, is fleshed out by having a market list. So you you know what you need, uh, what you need in your cupboard, um, what equipment you need, and what steps to, to do the dishes in so that you can execute them in real time and have them come out at the same time. So, now, yeah, I'm wondering, it's Peter. It's a, the book is the book is heavily designed in that way. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I really feel that it it's a, it is a book that even a beginning a cook can just pick up and figure out how to do this and have their meals turn out really beautifully because you've made it simple for them. I I was wondering, Peter, when you cook, now that you, I mean, you're an experienced cook, you've been, you've been teaching, you've been a chef at major restaurants, you know, you've written other books, you, you know, you're a writer for all these magazines. When you cook for your family, and I know that you do, do you actually follow recipes or are you to the, you know, do you just like, you just know what goes into things? Yeah, no, I don't, no, I don't follow recipes. The only time that I follow recipes is if, um, generally speaking, is with baking. Baking is something, pastry or bread baking is something that I do use recipes in that I use ratios. It's not even necessarily a specific recipe, but it may be a specific ratio. Because yeah, it's many, more ma- baking is more mathematical, isn't it? It's, it's really very, more it's, extreme, it's extremely mathematical. It's extremely mathematical. And uh, you, as, an ex- as you learn to cook and as, the more you do it, uh, you start to realize that there are specific ratios. Like here's, here's an example. Um, if you're going to make fresh pasta, okay, it's very, very simple to take flour and liquid and make a dough. But if you know already that the proportion of liquid to flour is always 60%, that means if you have 100 grams of flour, you're going to use 60 grams of liquid. It could be egg or water or a combination of. You will have perfect pasta. If you know that ratio, 60%, well, then you don't have to follow a recipe anymore. You can just right. do this by weight. So pastry is a different thing, and bread baking is a different thing. I do all of that by ratio, by weight. And you can, you can know and memorize the simple ratio that you can carry around in your hand, like trying to make a pastry crust. Well, you know, I mean, for me, I, I, loved, I love to cook, and I love because of being a gardener, again, from the garden. But even with, the, like, a book like what you've just given, it gives so many ideas of fabulous things. So I can look at all the, the, what, the market list, you know, what goes into it, what I need in my pantry, the equipment, you know, have the game plan and your little speed tips. And then basically I just sort of look at all the ratios that you have and I start making things and I just know how it's going to turn out because, like you said, it's in my head already. Once I see it, I know how much, you know, 
I, I know what a, about a teaspoon and a half is, of course, salt or Right, I know, right. you know, I right. know how much uh, 12 ounces of something about, you know, I think it is a skill that after a while you can get it and of it's course. still going to turn out great. Well, it's let's like, give out like. your website. This is just a terrific book. I really, sure. really think that everyone should have this and especially <laughs> because you. it is a vegetarian and we all need to have more vegetables, fruits, herbs in our diets, you know, and fast food does not have to be fat food like you're getting in the process. So would you give your website out, Peter? Sure. Yes. My website is peterburley.com, www.peterburley.com. And, and, and Burley B-E-R, B-E-R-L-E-Y. Right. I wanted to spell Burley for our, for our listeners because... It could be spelled differently. Well, Peter, thank you for being a guest here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and sharing all your years of experience and these wonderful, wonderful menus. And I just want to encourage listeners to pick up a copy of Fresh Food Fast. You can get it on hardcover or in this new release version, which is softcover. And it's fabulous with great photos inside and and. Full menus for all four seasons, and you'll get 48 of those. So, Peter, really great book, great show. Thank you for being on. You're welcome. And can I make one, can I say one thing as well? Absolutely. Uh, Well, it's been a thrill for me to be on. Um, I really think that people need to eat more plants. I am not personally a vegetarian. I love vegetarian food. I love plant-based food. And I really want people to learn how to cook with plants in a practical, simple way pleasurable manner um and if anyone's out on the northeast and would like to come visit me at my north fork kitchen and garden where i teach bread baking and cooking please come out it's at uh, north fork kitchen and garden and you can check it out on my website peterburley.com excellent so go to peterburley.com b-e-r-l-e-y and yeah. i'm with or you Facebook you don't have me. to yeah. you don't have to be a vegetarian to love this book i'm not a vegetarian either but i eat tons of vegetables yeah. and all of that so i just think this is a great you know if you are vegetarian you'll love it but this will augment any diet keep you healthy and happy peter burley everyone thank you all for being great listeners and allowing heather and i into your life each week make sure you're tuned to star style be the star you are with me cynthia Bryan, and of course heather Brittany, our health matters expert you can change your life and make your dreams come true for more information about Star Style Productions, visit StarStyleProductions.com. To make a donation to the charity Be The Star You Are that brings you this program, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org or BTSYA.org. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are ready a star. Cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And until next week when we're together, remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I encourage you to read a book this week, Make It Fresh Food Fast, and we'll play again next week. Until then, be the star you are. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are.
Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our power party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.